episode of kicking it with young smooth the podcast where i chill out rant and rave about what's the goings ons you know what i'm saying we gotta get into some things it has been a couple of weeks yes i know but i thank y'all who rock with me when i do take these breaks i take breaks because mentally i need to be prepared plus i'm sitting on here talking to my goddamn self for a whole hour so sometimes you just gotta be like look i gotta be mentally prepared either way don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is YouTube Music. Uh, I know. Google Podcast, the Purple Podcast Player for those that are on Apple, Spotify. And don't forget about the YouTube show. New guests are coming. I'm about to get back in my bag. About to start reaching out. All of the things. So we shall see it. I am in the best of spirits i don't know if y'all could tell and that's one thing if i'm gonna do the show i want to be able to give y'all the best goddamn energy let me tell you what happened real quick before i go into this uh saturday friday saturday was a really interesting day i got called back in to work on saturday um i got a chance to also host um a show well actually i'm sorry no i'll take that back i got a chance to host a party um at the green turtle um i got back in my hosting bag i have not been in that in quite 
a minute. Un momento. Like, bruh, it has been a minute since I've been hosting, you know, with the pandemic and everything. And I still feel a little bit shaky about it. Um, it was a hell of a lot of people. The, the Fury Wilder fight happened. Um, in addition, uh, shout out to the Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack is, um, the one of the sports teams for one of our local local very local um schools here in baltimore and baltimore county um you know i had an amazing time i got to meet some of the parents and it was just an amazing amazing night um there um i also did have a death in the family um that happened and was very unexpected um i'm doing well and in addition, it brought me and my dad closer. So I'm very happy about that. And we got a chance to speak um, after a long period of time, a very long period of time. Um, I needed that healing for myself and I took it. And I'm very proud of myself for taking it. I'm very proud of myself for addressing and having the conversation later. Um, it probably wasn't the ideal moment to have the conversation, but I did have it. And I'm very, very happy. Then, let me tell y'all what else happened on Saturday. So I wakes up because God says, wake up. And I say, yes, Jesus, I'm here to wake up in the morning. Yes, won't I do it? Ah, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, yes. So I woke up, and as I'm waking up, because it was like in the afternoon. Well, let me rephrase it, it wasn't the morning. It definitely was the afternoon. So I wake up in the afternoon, and I look at my phone, as we all do, and I happen to see that Issa Rae is on live i'm like all right cool let me go in and just check and see what Issa doing real quick and you know she happened to be talking about insecure and you know the five-year anniversary and so on and so forth i actually got in the live put a comment up because she was like where were you when you first heard about insecure and i was like you know i've been a day one fan i you know i when i started my podcast one of our earlier shows was a breakdown review of it and she actually read the comment out loud when i tell y'all one of the people that i admire i aspire to i I see the vision that she's creating and the trail that she's blazing for so many people. I was like, yo, did you read my comments? So yes, I was a dick rider. I was fan based. I was like, yo, I am going to screenshot this and I'm posting it and tagging it everywhere. Tell everybody like, yo, you said my name. Like, I was so, so super excited and cried real Christian tears because I was in a moment and we are in retrograde. We are still in retrograde. Retrograde happens all the way into the 18th. We coming up out of it. So you're going to feel a level of fatigue. You're going to feel a level of confusion. You're going to feel a level of discourse. Um, and I was feeling all of those things. And just to kind of be seen and recognized out of like six, seven hundred people, it made me feel really, really, really good. And I was very, very happy about that. So, Issa, if you ever hear this, thank you so, so much. Like, you have changed the trajectory of my life right now. Because I'm like, yo, let me get back into the things that I love and things that I love to do. And it is making me want to go even harder. Because I need Issa to notice me, dude. Like, yo. I'm here. I'm a creative. I'm dope. All of the things. People know it. I love hip-hop. I love music. That's me. Call on me. Y'all should see me in this bitch waving my hands. Anyway. 
Um, <laughs> I'm stupid. Okay. Uh, a couple things while I was gone, you know, Fat Joe and Ja Rule did the verses. There's possible talks of a bad boy and so so death verses, which would be lit. Um, our Kelly done went to jail. We're going to talk about that later. Um, and then, well, I'm sorry, our Kelly went to jail. Our Kelly's already in jail. Um, but there was a guilty verdict. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, Kelly Price went missing. Let me tell you something. Okay. I, when that happened, I was like, yo, not KP. Um, so I did end up going on her page and realizing that she had only posted from July 29th. But I was like, yo, please don't tell me my, one of my faves then died like two days after my birthday. Like what's going on? Lo and behold, everybody else know the story. Kelly Price is officially found, so on and so forth. I will say this. People need to realize that all people go through things and family drama is real. It is a very real thing. We all have it. You got motherfuckers in your family that you ride for, you die for. Then you got other niggas in your family that you be like, bitch, you ain't never going to get your shit together. Like, I can't fuck with it. And sometimes they're just those people. I think her sister who was like, we ain't seen Kelly. Kelly, if you get him, all of this. And then all of a sudden you start promoting your album and shit. I think that her sister was doing a little bit too much. I really do. Especially if you know for a good goddamn well fact that Kelly Price came on the TMNZ and said, look, check this out. I don't talk to that bitch like that. <laughs> like, the only reason we spoke is because we have been burying family. Other than that, I don't talk to her like that. Like, yeah. And that's a, that's some real shit. That's real shit. Sometimes you don't. Here's the thing about family and not um and not speaking sometimes when you do not speak to family it is not because it's not always because they've done something wrong per se and sometimes it is it is primarily because you need time for your healing sometimes you need time to step away from them to be respectful to 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 get into the right spaces and the right energy for yourself because people are a succubus. They will take the energy and they will just utilize the energy however they see fit. And that shit is some real shit. It is the realest shit I have ever spoke. I do not have the time and the space for energy. How did I make this about me? Because it is. Uh, but I don't have time or space for the fucking energy. I don't. Um... And then what else didn't happen when I was... Gone? Let me tell you, y'all some crazy motherfuckers. How the fuck did y'all not know that Brandy and Ray J are siblings and that was trending on Twitter? I was like, what is going on? What do you... They have the same last name and their parents are the same. Like, y'all y'all crazy. And then Will and Jada admit to their open marriage. We already knew that. We knew, we, we've been knew that. We've been knew that. It, it, it just don't... It don't even it don't even phase me no more. You know what I'm saying to you. Um, but I did hear some some interesting shit that's on the streets. I can't say that because I ain't getting to. But you know, um, what else? Okay, so I'm also watching on Netflix. I'm watching. I watched Sex Education. I watched Dear White People, 
which I loved, dear white people. But right now, I mean, I'm glad that this is the, this happened to be their series finale on Netflix. It's not going to be coming on anymore. Um, but it was weird. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just going to stick in in that world. It was weird. Real talk. I was like, why did this become a '90s musical? Cool. I, I was just, I was just really confused. It was very, very confusing. And I think that it really did. I was reading an article about it and they were talking about how it strayed away from the, its original source material. And it really did. It got, it, it was very far. I thought that it would have felt like maybe, um, another, a different world, but for like a newer generation, excuse me, like for another, a newer generation. It just, it, it's, it got all over the place very, very quickly. So, um, not really, eh, it was okay. Didn't really feel that. Um, I'm also watching, I'm also watching American Horror Story and I can't wait for that. That is fucking awesome. American Horror Story is everything. Um, they're in their double feature. We're almost midway. I think we have two more episodes before we end the season. Um, by the time you hear this or whatever. So that is going to be great. I love that. All right. Previously, on ready to die no i'm joking previously on the last kick that lyric my last kick that lyric was big pimpin and it was pimp c so if you did not get that kick that lyric i don't know what you're doing with your life it's an iconic ass verse and hell actually after reading it on genius i was like oh shit i've been rapping this wrong for quite a while but this one also comes from another iconic rapper, one of my faves, y'all already know. Um, uh, just iconic. I really can't even say nothing else. Iconic is the best way to describe this person. That's it. I'm not giving y'all too much. <clears throat> but it reads, look, ma, you got that bomb and what? That prissy stuff. Glad it ain't that gushy stuff. That gushy stuff? I don't like the mushy butts. I wish we was like Puffy over Jennifer. Him and her too much like I and we. And what that mean? We just love the booty. All we see in 3D is um booty 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 oh really do me do me do me do me run through me like fluid go through an iv that's good i'll make sure you'll never leave can you put my booty booty up in your spaghetti daddy are you ready for scary from me? Pussy, gushy, mushy, what more you want from me? Cause my feelings hit the ceilings, what you want it to be? Oh, please, pussy, don't mess it up for me. It is a very interesting verse. <laughs> I had to say it. I don't know. I don't know. I Look. I'm here. I'm here for it. I, I'm here for it. If you get it, you know, it will be on all of the socials. So make sure y'all check that out. I love to hear y'all guesses. 
I appreciate it. Definitely want to hear from y'all ASAP. All right, now moving on to news that you can and cannot use. Most of it you probably can't, but it doesn't matter. Oh, we about to go in. I just thought about how I ordered this. Okay. Anyway. Nicki Minaj. Y'all know I do this. Don't. Why are you judging me? I feel like you're judging me. Don't judge me. Nicki Minaj teams up with Jesse Nielsen on the new song, Boys. While fans patiently await for her next album, Nicki Minaj's, Nicki Minaj reunites with former Little Mix member Jesse Nelson on her debut solo single, Boys. The UK baddie and the Barbie. I gotta say it again. I wanna say it like that again. The UK baddie and the Barbie. <laughs> Y'all know I be in this bitch tripping. Um, once again, prove to be a formidable duo on the nostalgic track, which samples Diddy's 2001 anthem, Bad Boy for Life. They also remake the music video complete with a cameo from the bad boy icon himself. Nikki shouts out Puffy, uh, Puff Daddy and the family on her verse, where she states, Bad bitches want a bad boy, word to Biggie, Diddy, and Mace. Roll like Raw won't find a prettier face. He gonna keep my VVS's dancing like total so I could just shine while he shoot up the place. Ah! Oh, my girl! Oh, my bitch is back. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. I just wanted to continue to do shit like this, please. I don't even give a fuck. I just don't want... I, 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 I just don't want... Um, I just don't want another grand piano. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You can do pretty much anything else. I really just don't want a grand piano. I, that's all I'm asking for for your next album, Nick. That's it. Boys marks a new chapter for Jessie, who left Little Mix in December 2020. The, she quotes, The truth is, recently being in a band has really taken a toll on my mental health, she said upon her departure from the group. In the uh, yeah, quote, I find the constant pressure of being in a girl group and living up to expectations very hard. I was going to try to do it in in the British accent. I'm not I'm not going to keep these people. I'm not going to hold these people. Uh this is the first time music from Nikki since Be His Whole Lot of Money um was released in July. Earlier tonight, she joined Andy Cohen to co-host Bravo's Real Housewives of Potomac reunion special. Quote, it's the reunion I could never get away with, quoted Andy. At the end of ours, um, at the end of ours tonight at Nicki Minaj, surprised the Real Housewives of Potomac and did her own thing, Andy Cohen, hashtag Andy Cohen. Um, I'm excited for that. I definitely am going to take a look at that. I don't really... Let me tell you something. I had to detoxify myself from reality TV because it, it was it was becoming crazy. I remember my excuse used to be for reality TV was like, oh, well, it don't matter to me because I'm not... It's not my life. So, eh, it may not be your life, but when you indulge in all that toxicity, it does become part of your life at this point. And that's, that's the whole thing. Um, then in addition, I do want to watch this because I know Nikki probably gave it to them girls. 
Um, I know a little bit of backstory on some of the girls of, of Potomac. I don't care. I stopped watching all the whole franchise after a while. I, I stopped watching Love and Hip Hop, all of those things. What the heck just fell? Oh, um, I stopped watching all of those things and I'm just like, you know what? I can't. I can't. Um, moving on, Nicki Minaj defends Jesse Nelson and, uh, admits back, bl- sorry, black fishing accusations. Nicki Minaj is coming to Jesse Nelson's defense after dropping the video for her debut solo single Boys on Friday on which Nicki is featured. The former Little Mix member was accused of blackfishing a term that refers to someone who darkens their skin to appear black or racially ambiguous. Amid the controversy, Jesse's former Little Mix bandmates Leanne Pinnock Perry Edwards and Jade Thurwall, I hope I'm pronouncing those last names right, but I feel like I am, appeared to unfollow her on Instagram. However, in alleged Instagram DMs to TikTok influencer Nohan, Leanne brought up the black fishing accusations and claimed Jesse blocked her. Jesse addressed the black fishing claims in an interview with Vulture. Quote, I am very aware that I am a white British woman. I never said that I wasn't. I take all those comments mad, uh, made seriously. I would never intentionally do anything to make myself look racially ambigu- ambiguous. So that's why I was intentionally shocked at the term that was directed at me. End quote. While going live on Instagram with Jesse on Monday, Minaj defended her boys collaborator against the accusations. Quote, what we won't have is putting out text messages and trying to ruin someone and telling people and influencers to talk badly about this girl. I know singers that tan a lot. It's their fucking business. It's their fucking right. It's different when someone comes out and present and is pretending to be black. Um, she continued. Unless a person to me is pretending that they're not a race, that they're not, that they're not in lying. I could name a couple of people that done lied and y'all to y'all and told y'all that they was a certain race and they're not. Uh, side note, a lot of people, uh, felt like she was directing it at Ariana Grande. I do not believe that that is true. However, I see how y'all got there just because Ariana Grande, who vehemently admitted that like her last name is not pronounced Grande. It's pronounced grand. Um, but Everyone else called her that and then was like, oh, you know, she's, she's Puerto Rican or she's, you know, she's Italian, so on and so forth. She is not. She is not. I don't believe that that is part of her ethnicity, but I see how people got there with that, but that's, that's not a thing. Moving on. Without naming names, Nikki seemingly slammed Leanne, who was, who she collaborated with on Little Mix's 2018 single Woman Like Me. Sweetheart. Take them text messages and shove them up your fucking ass. 
because you do clown shit. I got to treat you and talk to you like a clown. Don't have, you don't have to come and try to ruin anyone. Let her enjoy this time. If you was in this woman's group and you ain't talk about this shit for 10 years. And as soon as you see she got a video coming out with Nicki Minaj and Puffy. Now you sending these, um, and sending this, the stations for text messages and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with that too. Uh, print them, te- quote, print them text messages out, bust your ass open and shove it up your motherfucking ass, added Nikki. And stop trying to hurt people and kill people's lives and careers. If you want a solo career, baby girl, just say that. Um, for her part, Jesse told Nikki that she never intended to offend anyone and only wanted to celebrate her love for 90s R&B. Quote, I personally want to say that my intention was never to offend people of color with this video and my song because, like I said, growing up as a young girl, this is the music that I listened to, she said, and continued to go on. These are the videos that I watched and thought were the best. For me personally, 90s R&Bs were the best year were the best years in music. I just wanted to uh, celebrate that. I just wanted to celebrate the era of music that I love. Okay, let's get into it because y'all write windmill, y'all write fight, y'all oh y'all chose violence today. Y'all here for it? Okay, here's my thought on this. It is not because I am a barb and I want people to automate. I would, I gotta vehemently and openly admit it. I am. Y'all know it. If you've listened to this show for the last four years, you definitely understand that, that that's my girl. I love her. It is what it is. I feel, I felt where Nikki was coming from because I watched the whole live. I did not take a piece. I did not take a chunk. I watched the whole thing. My reasoning that I'm not defending, but I am saying this. I agree with her because one of the things that people have left out of this comment is that Nikki also talked about herself being bullied or ostracized or people coming in talking about her ass shots and and she didn't give a fuck and that's the way she felt and that was her body and that was her choice. So I get that. Um, I also get the argument about where a lot of times with black fishing, um, you know, white girls pretending to be black or you know tanning themselves to be black we have got to stop with this amount of ridiculous outrage for nothing nikki brought up a really valid point in that argument if you worked for this with this girl for over 10 years in the uk why do you have a problem with it now that she went solo Oh, you mad because you thought, oh, well, damn, she just did this shit out the blue. And yeah, her motives of, of leaving do seem very much so out the blue. Like, oh, but what's wrong with getting your mental health together? What's wrong when, from what I've researched and heard, I've heard that she's been the girl where they've been like, yo, you're not prettier than the other girls. You don't look like you belong in the group. You the fat one. You the ugly one. This, that, and the third. Yeah, y'all niggas get real mean. Y'all get real salty. And now this is the battle that we want to pick. But we ain't pick it when we were in the era of Christina Aguilera tanning, when Paris Hilton was tanning, when um, 
freaking uh, when the Kardashians tan. Uh, the Kardashians probably more so now more than ever because we definitely digging their asses. But you didn't dig. We didn't do that. We didn't do that back then. Then if we're talking about now, I, it's phony as shit to sit in front. You sat in front of this girl for de- for a decade. You sat in front of this girl for a decade and said absolutely nothing about that. And from what it sounds like, y'all didn't even defend her when she was getting. No, no, I take that back. I take that back. No, no, I take that back. Jesse did say that that she did get defended by the girls when it was going on when it when she was getting bullied on social media and so on and so forth. They are a huge group overseas. They they came together from X Factor via Kelly Rowland. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they they a really big group. They a big deal. When I saw this video, I was like. I already knew the second that I saw the video, because I saw the video after it dropped, like the night that it dropped. And I said, this video is dope, but it's going to be some controversy because she do look a little tan. I was like, that's going to be, that's going to be a thing. And lo and behold, I was absolutely 100% right. But I was like, let me give her a chance. Let me hear what she got to say about it first. Let me, let me, let me really listen to it first before I go off and be like, nah, she's just trying. Yo. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop picking and choosing when to be socially outraged. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, I 100% get it. No, we shouldn't. R&B, R&B and hip hop is our, is our culture and we shouldn't have it whitewashed by somebody else. I get that. I 100% understand that. I don't feel like when I watched this video for the first time, I just didn't feel like, oh, this is a white girl and she trying to be black. Like, I knew I knew where she came from. I wasn't really, I'm not a real little mixed fan. Like, that ain't my, my thing. But I understood where she came from. She already had an entertainer's background, so she danced. So I was like, all right, cool. When she was dancing in the video, I was like, all right, yeah, bet. I was like, oh, damn, she getting it in with the dance. It's like, oh, all right. You know, um, I, I do think that her look is becoming a little bit more racially ambiguous. And you can very much so tell that. Um, but I do think that she is at a point of understanding it and if if this is you know in in her 10-year career if this is a loop in her 10-year career where she's like okay maybe i need to understand it more maybe i need to be a little bit more socially aware and socially conscious okay so be it but in a reality situation y'all be outraged about nothing like the girl bad baby even when she wasn't when she wasn't tanning or so on and so forth in the beginning because she did eventually she had a black scent that that right there sends me like okay now you're doing too much now you're doing too much like yeah you you want to be hood and this and this is the defense to that all the time i honestly believe that what we don't like as black people is this do not be white people who try to come into the black spaces only to collect the black dollar. And then when the black dollar does not suit you anymore, you leave. I.e. Katy Perry, um, Miley Cyrus, you know what I'm saying? Justin Timberlake, so on and so forth. Whether they do anything to their skin 
or whatever. But when you try to appropriate the black culture and then leave this thing, I honestly believe that there's a fine line between that too because sometimes you have people like yo we sat back and we talked about bruno mars for a long time like yo he's just appropriating culture and this that and the third but why can't it be the music that you're inspired by that you want to make but your your race now means that you can't make a certain kind of music you feel what i'm saying to you and someone will defend and one will say at the same token we couldn't make country music but before Little Nas X came out, Old Town Road was a country hit. Yes, we had to fight for that country hit. And yes, I agree that most of the music that you've ever heard originally started off black before it started off anything else. Very much so these things. I just think that we need to dial back the outrage. We do. While I'm in the topic of outrage, before I go into my next story. Let's hint onto this Dave Chappelle thing. I'm going to be real quick about it because it is just, I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. I am an advocate for the LGBTQIA plus community. There's no denying it. I don't give a fuck. I love people who love themselves and who are who the fuck they are. That is my bottom line. I want to start there. Um, I have an issue my main issue is the out the sheer utter outrage that we are continuously demonstrating on a day-to-day basis. I watched that special and I know that I'm not outraged because it's not necessarily directed to it's not directed towards me. So I get that. But what I will say on some real, just real, real shit. Um, watch the special for yourself. Feel the way, the way that you want to. If you do not like something, do not support it. Because that don't make no sense. I literally watched this goddamn special. And watched people not be in the audience and... I mean, sorry, be in the audience and not laugh. I am not coming to a comedy show. I'm not coming to a comedy show, especially a Dave Chappelle comedy show that I done spent a pretty ass coin on. A pretty shiny coin on. And not laugh. You feel what I'm saying to you? I definitely felt, yeah, there were cringy ass moments, but that's the kind of comedian that he is. And sometimes we, the art is the art. We cannot keep tearing down the art for being the art. Until, and this is where I say until, until it becomes detrimental to someone in in a hard way. This is why I feel the way that I feel about the R. Kelly situation. So that is a whole thing. We're going to get more in a little bit more into that too as we go on. Moving on, Birdman reveals why he did not sign Kanye West. Well, sir, well, in in some instances, that may have been a good thing. Who knows? Uh, Kanye West was almost a cash money millionaire. Speaking with the Big Facts podcast, shout out to the Big Facts podcast. See, this is what happened when you don't even be putting your notes in the right place. I done moved. This is what happened when you touch stuff. I done touch stuff and now, what is going on? I didn't ask for none of this. Uh, 
Don't ask me, am I enjoying this? Okay, so here's what ended up happening. I was in the middle of the story, and then it didn't, I accidentally touched the wrong part. I'm just telling y'all the truth, because I might as well not lie to y'all. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like I know what I'm doing. Um, Birdman revealed that he had the opportunity to sign Yee to Cash Money Records when he was a producer, but he had but he had to pass. Quote, Kanye was with me before he was Kanye West, said Birdman. Um, quote, I know he was, I knew he was special. I let him go. End quote. Manny Fresh was the reason behind his decision. The new Orleans producer was already signed to cash money and Birdman wanted to remain loyal to his day one. Quote, Kanye came to me as a producer and I wasn't going to, uh, I wasn't going to ever disrespect Manny Fresh because I started with Fresh. He explained, I wasn't going to play with Fresh because Fresh was my day one, end quote. He had to let Yeezy go, but Kanye eventually signed with Jay-Z at Rockefeller. Quote, I knew him at Rockefeller, said Birdman, and we always kept a bond, but he was with me at my house, living with me at my house. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and quote, I'm sorry. I sorry. I shouldn't have read that and said that out loud. I should have been thinking that to myself. Uh during the candid interview with the hip hop mogul also the hip hop mogul also revealed that he gave a combined one point four million to his artists, including Drake, Nicki Minaj, and Lil Wayne as part of his unprecedented uh, unprecedented unprecedented non ninety out of ten deal with Universal. Quote, we all became um, hundreds of millionaires. He said, when Universal gave me a bag, I can honestly say I gave about 400 to 500 million. Uh, gave Wayne about 400 to 500 million. Drake got about 400 million. And Nikki got about three to 400 million out, out my um, pocket. No cap. Um, That's dope. That's dope. I think everybody has like a good origin story of um who they missed out on, who they didn't sign, who they didn't help. I mean, I've heard Fat Joe on his platform definitely talk about like damn art. Like I think was it it might have been Drake. It may have been Drake that I think he passed up on. And you know, like I've, I think it was also Drake, and I think it was like Nelly and, and so on and so forth. Like there have been artists that Joe has passed up on, you know, and he is a big pull in the industry as well. So that does happen quite frequently, though. I do feel that. I definitely feel that 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 happens quite frequently. Um, I'm not sure quite sure why. Um, we kept going on to the hundred make, making hundreds of millionaires, but anyway, that is what it is. Um, Omarion weighs in on potential verses with Chris Brown. I will be here for that. Okay. I will be here for the ice box and breezy. Okay. I'm here for that. Not to mention, I heard what happened on that millennium tour, bro. That shit is hilarious. I'm not I'm probably not going to talk about that, but that is hilarious. Omarion is down to battle Chris Brown on versus pause real quick. Now that I think about it. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I hate to be this person. I I, I hate to be th this person. But does Omarion have twenty? Because Chris has been consistently working. I, I even though the last time that we really got an album from Chris Brown was when we got the double album. Other than that, 
Chris had been consistently working, even after his trauma and everything else, Chris had been consistently working. Remember, Omarion didn't really pop back on the scene until he got on Love & Hip Hop. So, um, does Omarion really have 20 hits, though? I mean, don't get it twisted, you got the B2K stuff, but are we talking B2K and some of his solo stuff? Because if that's the case, then yes, I, I would say it would make that. Or are we talking only Omarion stuff? Because all of that didn't hit. I'm just saying. Anyway, during his appearance, uh, during his appearance on the Big Ticker Morning Show, the R&B singer weighed in on some potential artists who would be worth competing against him. <clears throat> Quote. I think it would only be a handful of people that I feel like that it would be a good versus, he said, according to Revolt. Quote, I think there's a few people out there that I could do, but it's a small class of people who perform like myself. End quote. This is also very true. <laughs> this is, that is, this is, that's a fact. Don't nobody dance their ass off like Omarion, but Chris Brown that I know of. Well, um, if you know some other dancers, put them, put them down in the comments. Um, people that, that really have that same caliber that are in that caliber. Um, when pressed to name names or responded, like I said, it's only a few people. People have been throwing around some names. One of the hosts suggested Ray. <laughs> One of the hosts suggested Ray J or pretty, I can't, or, or pretty Ricky, but Chris Brown is the only one who, <laughs> who piqued his interest. Mm. First of all, right? What? First of all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going in, nigga. Ray J got one. No, 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 no. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna do Ray. I ain't gonna do Ray like that. Ray got a little bit more than one song, but he definitely does not have enough of a category to be like, okay, he got hella hits. Because uh, if you really think about it, like what? That's what one wish. Wait a minute. Uh, um, mm. <laughs> I'm really trying to think. I promise y'all, I am. I'm not being shady. I promise you, I what? What else? Oh, you know what? I'm not doing this. And then, pretty Ricky, what? A whole group versus one person? Like that's? I mean, well, now let's do B2K versus. Pre no, it's just not. You know what? I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm not. I just throw it away. I'm done. Breezy has not responded to the potential matchup against his post to be collaborator. He previously said that he wasn't interested in battling anyone but himself. Only versus I'm going to do is Chris Brown versus Chris Brown. Not in competition with nobody but myself, he said in July 2020. Brown's name has also been mentioned alongside Usher. That would be great. Drake possibility um justin bieber maybe because justin got hella hits and it, it works now at this point and trey songs him and trey songs will probably be really good but it doesn't appear that he will 
be headed into the versus ring anytime soon. Meanwhile, Jermaine Dupree recently challenged Diddy to a versus. They showed off their competitive spirit during Fat Joe's Instagram Live, but Diddy insisted that the only person that he's interested in going up against is Dr. Dre. Oh, that would actually be even better than So So Dead. I don't know. Could it be a... Th- Yo! What if it was like a... Th- this sounds bad. Pause. What if this... What if it was a three-way versus? What if you did Bad Boy, So So Death, and Aftermath? Nigga. That would be epic. That would be epic. A three-way situation? Mmm, again, using the term three-way sounds bad. Amari God is about to hit the road with Bow Wow on the Millennium Tour, which kicks off, which kicked off October 1st in Los Angeles with special guests Ashanti, Soldier Boy, Ying Yang Twins, Lloyd, and more. So if you have not gotten your tickets for it, make sure you check it out. I heard it was a situation here in Baltimore. I did not go. I'm not, I'm kind of sad for that, but it happens, uh, from time to time. All right. Uh, moving on, Beyonce reflects on turning 40. This is the best I felt in my life. Speaketh that shit, Queen Beyonce. You are absolutely right. As I am vastly approaching 40 at 38, I am feeling good, feeling f- my, my body has felt the best that it has felt in a long, 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 long time. And in addition to my body feeling better, um, my credit score done went up. You know what I'm saying? I'm tap dancing on some good numbers. I ain't going to tell you what they is, but you know what I'm saying? I done got my motherfucking health right. I drink more water out of this bitch. Nigga. <laughs> so Beyonce, let's reflect on this 40. Beyonce is feeling better than ever. As Virgo season comes to an end, the superstar is reflecting on turning 40 and all the blessings in her life. In a handwritten letter posted, damn, damn, yo, you ain't even, you know what? Posted on her website Thursday, she thanked the beehive, the beehive, for all the birthday wishes. Oh, that's cute. I appreciate that. Okay, I had to read. This is why you should read the whole sentence and don't just rehab because... See, this this is what we be going with when we talk about cancel culture. You rehab for the shit and you jump on some shit. I'm so thankful for every inspiring human who took the time to send me a beautiful message. Wrote Bay. I cried tears of joy. I'm covered in chili bumps. Chili bumps? Uh, again, read the whole thing. <laughs> your videos, your posts, your countdowns, your playlist, and your well wishes I will cherish forever. I'm grateful to everyone involved, especially the fans, for the time and level of detail it took to organize such beautiful tributes. I admire and respect all of you and thank you from the bottom of my heart. Bay, who turned 40 on September 4th, went on to recall how the past year has changed her. Quote, this is the first year that I really understand what it means to be alive and to live in the moment. She said, it's the first time that I have an understanding of how fragile life truly is, how hard life can be at times, and therefore how important it is to stop and smell the roses during the good times. B, you ain't never said nothing but a word. I 100% agree with her. Um, I will say I am still 
with everything that's kind of going on, my mind is still kind of lost in transit about how I'm going to move forward. Um, I will say this just as a, a quick kind of recap glance at, at it all. Um, I, because it's almost been a whole year now that, um, me and my wife had COVID. I'm still real skeptical about being around family. And I know being around family and being around people for the most part. And I know that a lot of that is still my job and I still have to, but I think I'm getting worried because that time is drawing near when I had it the last time. I don't know if my immune system is, is lower around that season. It's like cold and flu season. It's, it's like, it's all coming at you. Um, I am taking a lot of, you know, different precautions and taking my CMOS, which I need to order another thing of CMOS. Speaking of which note to self. Um, and then, you know, I'm taking my golden gummies. My immune system feels, I do feel a lot better. I will say that. However, I am just really, 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 really at a point where I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be around. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm. 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 I'm really teetering on it. I. I really just don't know. Um. We gonna skip that and we gonna get to this. Oh, two last stories. Because I. Oh, you know what? I'm just gonna read that one and we'll go into it because it's just a real, just a blurb. Young Thug T's collaboration with Little Kim. Um, I think that that is gonna be dope. They talk about they got some shit in the works and he's he's gonna be alongside little Kim. <clears throat> um R. Kelly sales jump five hundred percent after guilty verdict. This is the shit that I'm talking about. Let's go. R. Kelly's streams are going up in the wake of his guilty verdict. The embattled singer's album sales have increased 517%. I didn't even know you could go past hundred percent, Jesus. Since a New York jury convicted him on federal racketeering and sex tra- trafficking charges. According to Rolling Stone, Kelly's music saw double-digit growth in streams and triple-digit growth in sales. <sighs> the Peahive is out here. In the few weeks... <laughs> in the week... I'm sorry. In the week following his guilty verdict on September 27th, his... On-demand audio streams were up 22%, while um, video streams were up 23% compared to the previous seven days. Overall, his streams soared from 11.2 million to 13.4 million. Mm. Streaming services, including Apple and Spotify, have muted Kelly from curated playlists, while artists like Chance the Rapper, Lady Gaga, Sierra, and Celine Dion have pulled their collaborations from streaming. (laughs) This week, YouTube announced that it was removing two of R. Kelly's official video channels, R. Kelly TV and his Vivo account, and what is what the company describes as an effort in its terms of service. Uh, describes as an enforcement of his terms of service. However, YouTube will continue to offer Kelly's catalog to its audio streaming service, YouTube Music. Uh, despite the controversy, Kelly's streams have not taken a hit in the past four years. In 2017, he averaged around 5.4 million on-demand audio streams per week and his ye- and this year it increased to 6.4 million. It is not unusual for an artist to see boost in streams after a scandal. 
um, country singer Morgan Whalen saw his sales jump up um, 1,220% after he was caught on video using a racial slur. Okay. Um, this is what we, this is what we saw about. A couple things I want to say about this whole R. Kelly thing. Um, number one, this, this is the joke because I got to say it. Uh, number one, R. Kelly guilty. R. Kelly is guilty. And that nigga is going to come out with a book. I promise y'all. Now I know he ain't going to write the shit itself. I understand he can't read it right. So I know he ain't going to write the shit itself. But, if R. Kelly come up with a book now, I, I usually, I know I'm supposed to save all this energy and shit, but I ain't gonna lie. If he come up with a tell all book, nigga, I am reading it. I know I usually don't want that type of toxicity in my life, but let me tell you, I read the motherfucking confessions of a video vixen. I still have that book over here as we speak. Okay. I'm gonna read the dirt. I ain't gonna lie. That would be my one guilty pleasure. If R. Kelly come up with a book, Okay, his memoir. <laughs> I'm reading that shit. Do you hear me? I am reading it. And I hope that it's literate because I don't know. Um, But for me, I had a friend of mine, shout out my man, Tony Crabb, who said that y'all need to keep the same energy for R. Kelly if you want to do it all the way around. I said, look, I got the same energy that I have for R. Kelly that I have for Red Meat. I don't digest it. It just is what it is. I personally cannot do it anymore because I cannot get the vision of you doing some of the things. And especially, shout out to the plaintiff's Jane. She is a Baltimore native. And follow her on YouTube if you guys are not. But she really has a lot of a breakdown, play by play of everything that has gone on in the courtroom and um very you know public record and um after kind of going through and hearing a lot of the details uh, and I mean a lot and I'm and it's not like like she's posting public court details about it and she's doing her research and she's just so brilliant and so amazing and I'm sitting here and I'm like yo I really can't support what this nigga like I just I can't and then I had to think about like in what facet would that be my my situation for that for him would be strictly this I can't listen to anything that's in an R. Kelly catalog um I can't listen to anything that is like I won't listen to the best of both worlds with him and Jay-Z. Um, I still own all of those products. I, I still own them because I did buy them at the time. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I didn't. Um, so I can't, but I can't digest it into my spirit anymore. I really can't. I ain't going to lie. Now, it is hypocritical because I, I just said I will be here for a good tell-all book now. Let me tell you, I, look, I, want, I, I do want to hear the mess because the conspiracy theorist in me wants to hear the mess. Um, but yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not about it, but I, I really, honestly, amidst all the controversy, that is why his sales have gone up yet again. And they have in the last four years with all of the controversy that's going on. People are like, oh, I'm going to play the music. I'm going to stream the music. But yeah, y'all, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing too much. Um, but it don't matter because honestly, truth be told, I don't really even know if he really gets that money. 
to be honest, that may still be the label still receiving that money anyway. So who knows? Lastly, Lil Wayne drops new song. You dig? I love it. I just want to tell y'all that if y'all have not gone to go listen to this song, I love it. Let me tell y'all something. I'm so freaking excited about this Lil Wayne era. Nigga, I'm just, yo, I think even one of the last, on the last episode, I think we talked about like where Lil Wayne is going to be in the next couple of like months, just as far as musically is concerned. Like there's a lot coming out. Um, I think it was with Rich the Kid. It was him and Rich the Kid, which was Trust Fund Babies. I love that. I loved his verse on Seeing Green. I love his verse on Do or Die 2. Like, oh my God. Make sure y'all check that out if y'all have not. And then this new song, Yadig, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, so less than a week after releasing his collaboration project with Rich the Kid, Lil Wayne surprises us by releasing a new song to streaming services. Yadig was co-produced by street runner and Tarek Azuzo sorry about the mispronunciation of that and features a sample of uh, Margie Joseph's stop in the name of love which Wayne also sampled on gossip off his 2007 EP the leak Less than a week after releasing his collaboration, uh, no, did I already read that? I did. I must have double did that. Um, you dig also, yeah, no, I wrote, wrote that twice. I'm not sure why I did that. Mm-mm. <laughs> Last Friday, uh, Wayne and Rich the Kid dropped their joint mixtape, Trust Fund Babies, and Wheezy has even more music on the way, including I Am Not a Human Being. Three, mm. and um, Clove Grove two with two chains. I'm excited. I need more. if we get like a Carter six. I'm here for it. Was it six seven? I don't forgot where it's at. It don't matter. All right. So before we get into what you see is another icon on this list and their music and going over this. I need to really put into your spirit something, okay? And we're going to be right back. And once we come back, we're going to go over this. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, y'all. I am back. Um, Okay, real quick, before I go into what I want to, um, I realized, I forgot, I had told people that I was going to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it now as well. And it does go back onto Nicki Minaj, and I wish I would have brought that up earlier, but I'm going to say it now because I totally forgot and I forgot to put it in my notes. Um, for a minute, I was actually mad with Nicki, and I'm not really, you know, too distraught over all of <laughs> the stuff that's kind of going on now. Um, and again, I'm 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 at a no love loss situation for Onika. However, what I was really pissed off about was this. I was really pissed off about the vaccination situation. I'm really pissed off that nobody has said anything that I have really witnessed um, on this. Last time we talked, we talked about the whole vaccination situation, about her being like, oh, you know, well, um, I need to do more research before I get vaccinated, all of that. But good. Great. You should. Absolutely. You should make sure that whatever you're doing is the best decision for you. However, 
Don't turn around and then the next week you on the stage with little baby. Then, and then what makes me even more mad about that is not the fact that you on stage with little baby, but your son is on stage while Kenneth is holding a baby while you rap. So you, so you was worried about that. You already had COVID and you was worried about all of the things, but yet and still you out here trying to collect the bag. Like that part, like pissed me off. I'm like, yo. I get that, but did, did you did you get vaccinated? Because that's what you said you was going to do when you started performing again. Did you get vaccinated? Did you not get vaccinated? Like, and and I think the only reason that people even care or I care primarily is because yo, you one of my faves. I fought with you. I fought with you heavy. I, I just ain't like that move, and I don't like where all of that is kind of coming from at that particular point. But. It is what it is. Anyway, before we get into the whole situation, the thing of the things, who, did y'all see, wait a, why, why is she so fucking awesome? Did y'all see this motherfucking Fenty, sweet Jesus of Nazareth, did you see the Fenty show? The Fenty show was everything. I'm going to go over a few things real quick and then we're going to get into the to the thing of the things of my one of my other favorite albums. I was listening to this just a little bit earlier and I love it. All right. So Jade Nova, if you do not know her, she is on Instagram. The girl is funny. She is hilarious. She does like um, skits of her being Tony Braxton, Beyonce, Cardi B, so on and so forth. She is freaking amazing. Definitely go check her out. But Jade Nova opens the show with her operatic performance. Mm. Make sure y'all go follow the girl. She can sing. She can act. She's funny to boot. And she's literally the Jade of all trades. Um... Cindy Crawford look ama- looked amazing when she hit the stage. I said, "What the fuck? Um, what is what is going on here, uh, uh, ma'am? You must be drinking Dragon's Blood because she looks so good. She looked good. Um, Bia, this made me. I ain't gonna lie. If the whole lot of money situation, which is a, a great song and a collaboration was with Nicki, was great too." This made me have to stop and listen to Bia. Bia did Cover Girl as the first song before she got into a whole lot of money. And if Cover Girl was the next single, I'm here for it. I was like, yo, it's something about Bia that I'm loving right now. I love this flow. I love this bop. I, I heard people dragging her about the BET Hip Hop Awards. Her performance wasn't the best. I didn't even like Lotto's performance went from what I saw. And I was like... Alright, we gotta move on from this because that's just horrible. Um, but Bia was there and again, um, she had the big dancers, um, that were on her set. They were killing it for a whole lot of money. Um, Normani and her level of flexibility and, and all of that. And, and this is crazy. It becomes such a show and such a whole spectacle, everything that nigga, I completely forgot this is a fashion show. Jasmine Sullivan with that damn song on it, which shout out to Ari Lennox as well. Um, where the fuck have I been? Cause I've always like, I would hear the song and I would not be paying it no mind. I'm like, you know, just kind of singing it. And then I really actually saw Jasmine kind of performing and heard the words. I said, wait a minute, what the fuck? If you've not gotten ho- um, hotels, please make sure y'all go get that. Or Because uh, 
that is a amazing body of work. Jasmine Sullivan looked thick and luscious and fucking good as a bitch. Um, the Buster Rhymes segment with Erica Badu. What? Again, something that I did not know that I needed in my life until I received it. And I was like, thank you. Give me more. Um, it, it really did it for me. The the dancers really brought the mix together for me. And then Miss Badu killed it and looked amazing while Love of My Life was playing. And with Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. It was just a bop. It was the bop that I needed. And I was like, why did we not get this mix before? Because this shit is awesome. Um, I love the men's collection. Ricky Martin killed it. Daddy Yankee was up there. Daddy Yankee was not in Fenty, but, um, Ricky Martin definitely had a Fenty robe. Um, and one thing I love about Fenty, and I've talked about it before, it is affordable. It's definitely affordable. Um, um, and another thing that I really want to say about Fenty in general and Rihanna in general is Rhi, thank you so much for having all of us be seen. Women are not, and I repeat, women are not the only ones with body issues. As a person who has recently lost a significant amount of weight, I understand body issues like anybody else and to be seen, even if it's a bigger guy or it's a medium sized guy or someone who's a little thicker and not as muscular or more muscular or whatever. It just, it, it felt good to be seen like, shit, I'm up. Okay. I ain't going to be up in all of the got. And let me tell you something. The collection was nice. The collection is nice. And I'm waiting for mine in the mail. Um, <laughs> um, adding the Remy Ma track conceded. I love when they changed um, a line in the song to um, that goes shorty trying to push up on me like a push up bra. And on the flip side, they said shorty trying to push up me like a Fenty bra that they whispered. Um, The pregnant dancer that was in that scene, I was like, she about to have that baby right now. Like, like, are we going to have, are we going to have like a Fenty show and labor and delivery? Like, I'm, I'm so confused, but I loved it. Nas came out, uh, just, you know, did it for me. I love the song Rare. Rare is actually one of my new favorite songs on King's Disease 2. I do love that song. I actually recently posted about that. But as an MC, he is one of those people, as an MC, he didn't need a whole bunch of nothing. It was just that segment. He was right there. And I think that was just awesome. And he still controls the mic as the master of ceremonies. Um, I think all in all, for music lovers and fashion show lovers alike, this is a moment for everyone to be seen. Um, I want more companies to think about the importance of being seen. And this is why I think that Fenty will always be on top. It's affordable. Um, I'm looking forward to being more like a global brand, like Tommy Hilfiger. Like we got Fenty forks, we got Fenty pillowcases, Fenty, you know, whatever. I, I want it to be extra global. And I think that this new era of it all looks amazing. So I am super, super excited. Um, it was definitely the most diverse catwalk that you will ever see of people. Um, the snakeskin line was, was amazing. Uh, Rihanna solo moment, Gigi Hadid, um, just iconic choreography. Um, it just literally felt like you were coming up from the bottom. And when you got to the top of the building, there was Riri. Um, so this new collection is everything.
All right, y'all. Let's get into it. One of my favorite, favorite albums. Uh, This is not a test. By the one, the only, the iconic, the legendary, the extraordinary, the avant-garde, the hip-hop hipstress herself. Once again, Missy, Mr. Motherfucking Mina Elliot, speak her motherfucking name, bitch. This is not a test. It's the fifth studio album by American rapper Missy Elliott, released by the Goldmine Inc. Side note, her own label. And Electra Records. On November 25th, 2003, in the United States, it was primarily produced by Timberland and with additional production from Craig Brockman and Nissan Stewart, or Nissan Stewart, sorry, and Elliot herself. The album received generally favorable reviews from critics. The album debuted at number 13 on the U.S. Billboard 200 singles, selling 183,600 copies on the first week of release. It has been certified platinum by the RIAA and has sold 750,000 copies in the United States. So a little bit about the critical reception. This is not a test was met with generally positive reviews. At um, Metacritic, the album received an average score of 79 out of 100 based on 21 reviews. Rob Sheffield of Rolling Stone gave the album 4 out of 5 stars saying, Why anybody would choose to spend their life without a copy of This Is Not A Test is a mystery. Dan Martin of NEM, NME gave the album 8 out of 10 stars, saying the album was all about the bars and not a right law, a lot else. Mm, sorry. Adding, it was Missy's most uncompromising work yet. Nick Catucci of Blender gave the album three out of five stars saying the album's lacks feeling and asks uh, besides beats what else does she care about John Bush of All Music gave the album three out of five stars saying the album is an effective arrangement for song by song downloads this is not a test placed on Slant Magazine's list of albums of the 2000s at number 87. Little bit about commercial performance. This is not a test debuted at number 13 on the U.S. Billboard 200, selling 183,600 copies in the first week of its release. The album stayed on the chart for a total of 19 weeks. On December 17, 2013, the album was certified platinum by the RIAA for shipments over 1 million copies in the United States. As of November 2015, the album has sold over 750,000 copies in the United States. Uh, this is a Brent de Crossunioral exclusive. Okay. I also went to um, Pitchfork where they did discuss this album as well. Sometimes when I when there is an album that is 
not well received and they kind of just give fluff notes i try to look for a review that was actually rather positive um about an album now originally uh, beforehand i was really uh, really gonna do rainbow but let me uh talk about this album before i go into um that so this was 2003 again this is also part of my love lexicon of music um love we we love missy but this is part of my love story as well because i played this i was just working i probably lost or got fired from one of my jobs i was getting fired from jobs left and right i definitely was which meant that i was a creative or i just i don't know what the fuck was going on shit i was getting fired left and right um but yes it, it definitely was i had actually just met my wife at the time and we were only friends we were not dating we were only friends i think we didn't get married until 2000 we didn't get married two years later in just 2005 so it was a great time it was, definitely was a great time in my life i always equate that with that because this was one of the ones now keep in mind this was still a time of cds i had the <laughs> i still have it the cd binder that you would put above the um the 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 shade blocker and the, this in the front seat on the window near the y'all know what I'm talking about shit the shit that you put on the window um on the um on the shade for the window I still had those I used to carry that with me and this was one of the CDs I would definitely put in and bump and play and we used to play C we used to play CDs from beginning to end sometimes we skip a couple songs but we would play them from beginning to end um and this just had a bump quality quality ability yeah. Okay, um, Reader's Revolt, if I began every review that way, <clears throat> unfortunately, Missy Elliott did just that one last, uh, on last year's Under Construction, oh, this was an old, this is an old review, um, on Under Construction, proclaiming the unnecessary before each track. It's nitpicking criticism, but enough reason to proclaim dark, uh, ah, I'm sorry. My mouth is like super dry right now. Hold that thought. Nah, I ain't reaching all the way over there for that. Um, uh, okay. So this is not a test. I mean, this is not a test as the new and likely temporary contemporary, Best Missy Elliott album ever. Uh, time has has come to examine the culture, <clears throat> idiosyncrasy of Virginia and discover how the region produced the core clique of pop innov- innovators with attention focused on New York, Manchester, Miami, and even Seattle. The notion sounded... Uh, preposterous a decade ago now entrenched as the ronnie and phil of of crunk missy and timberland need only complete um compete against their past and occasional neptunes tracks as any health muse any healthy muse artist relationship the producers reserve his next level work for the queen. Uh, the sparse scratch and siren driven, let it bump hits speakers like a SWAT team on a motel door. The broken con bait, sorry, the broken cone bass and snapping steel guitar string, super stratus 
pump it up with sickness, there's no way these beats were going to ever go wrong. Nothing in the world rattles Jeeps more than war and hip hop. Surrounded by a Hummer, Black Panther, um, Bull Terrier, and Burnt Sky, Missy looks ready to meddle the two in this current climate. Such imagery comes obviously loaded, yet she abstains from any reflection of iconography, such as Madonna's Shay Chic or Manifestos, songs like Let Me Fix My Weave and the Dildo Ode Toys, which is hilarious, um, throw no stones at administrations of persitude and perse and persecute and uh pers y'all know what I'm not going to read the words no more. Um <laughs> through a suspect. Um you know what? This whole situation is a lot. I'm not going to read all this. I, I changed my mind. Anyway, and I'm changing my mind up in, in the midst of it. However, um, they did give a very, very honest review on this particular project. Um, some of the main things that they liked were, of course, that they talked about, which was the album cover. The album cover, did it did. It spoke volumes and said things that it just normally wouldn't have said. Um, the other track, Wake Up, which is one of my, one of my favorites with her and Jay-Z is awesome. Um, we're going to get into some of the tracks right now. Um, so you start off with Baby Girl, which was the intro, which also featured Mary J. Blige on the intro. And she kind of wrote mainly a letter to Aaliyah because now this is two years after her posthumous death, uh, well, after her death. Um, and then... She had the bomb intro, which came with Pass That Dutch. You then had Wake Up featuring Jay-Z. Keep It Moving featuring Elephant Man, which is also another one of my favorites. Um, Is This Our Last Time featuring Fabulous. Ragtime, um, I'm Ready. I'm, oh, I'm Really Hot, which actually is certified platinum as well. Um that's what I'm talking about. Now, see, and this is one of those controversial situations as well. That's what I'm talking about, which I love this song. I'm so mad. But guess who it features? It features R. Kelly. Will I listen to it? Absolutely. Am I, am I mad that it has R. Kelly on it? I am. But this is 2003. This is even before we even get into the R. Kelly case. So at this particular point, I'm good with that. Don't Be Cruel, um, which has Monica and Beanie Man on it. The Toys interlude that then goes into uh, Toys and then goes into Let It Bump. Pump It Up featuring Nelly. It's Real. Let Me Fix My Weave. Spelling Bee interlude, which goes into Spelling Bee. And then I'm Not Perfect featuring the Clark Sisters, who was always a big inspiration for Missy. And then you have the outro, which also features Mary J. Blige again. Which, P.S. and by the way, Mary J. Blige, Little Kim, and Missy Elliott are really, really, really good friends. They have always said that throughout the years. Uh, Past That Dutch, the sample credits, 
Pass That Dutch samples the rapper by the the Jaggers in from 1970, Magic Mountain by Eric uh, Burden and War in 1970. Um, Don't let me be misunderstood by Santana in Merlada in 1977, Potholes in My Lawn uh, by De La Soul from 1989, Scenario by Tribe Called Quest, leader of the New Schools in 1991. So that one song samples all of those. Keep It Moving uh, samples I Know I've Been Wrong by Mesh Makan in 19, from 1970. Um, it also features it. Is this our last time? So I'm sorry. No, is this our last time? Features the second time around by Shalimar from 1979. Um, I'm really hot. Features Buffalo Girl Gals by Malcolm McLaren from 1982. Um, it also features Release Yourself by. Aleem from 1984 and Hot Music Jazz Mix by Soho in 1989 along with Doing It by LL Cool J from 1995. Don't Be Cruel features uh, a sample Push It from Salt and Pepper in 1986. Let It Bump samples um, I Cram to Understand You by MC Light in 1988. Pump It Up features um, samples of Please, Please, Please by James Brown and The Famous Flames. And Let Me Fix My Weave is Please Understand by MC Light from 1989. So Missy did take a lot of liberties of samples. And I think that that is another thing that feels really, really good. This album was an amazing album. And I again, I will bump it once I get off of this to really get into this um i think i may also do a square uh, sorry squarespace a stereo after show i might start doing those as well um but yeah most most importantly y'all kicked it with me once again i appreciate it. i had a lot to cover and next week i will not have as much to cover because i feel like i've covered everything that i've been thinking about and everything else that i've been thinking about saying this episode is a little bit longer but that's fine and you sit here and try to sit here for a whole hour. I was going to go over the whole article. I changed my mind in the midway section. I didn't feel like reading it no more. Um, but yeah, so I'm super, super excited. Um, can't wait to really get into some things, you know, for whatever my next level is. I'm going to actually be making my own, um, my, own vision board or my vision chart or my vision posted i don't know but i'm going to write down whatever the vision is and i'm going to pray over that vision and then hopefully we can start manifesting some new things in my life um i am still going to do my lives i'm still going to make sure there's a little bit of content on the youtube page and make sure we keep that active um new guests will be coming on the youtube page so we'll be interviewing those guests so i'm very excited i know i keep saying them every week every week um, but, I, but I am, you know, really chasing for it and chasing for, um, just a different level of perfection. So hopefully everything else will go great there. Um, hmm, anything else? Nope. I think that's pretty much about it. I feel great. 
I feel good. I'm very, very happy that I got all of this done. So super excited. Now the editing process comes. Oh, uh, so don't forget, you know where y'all can find me all up in these streets. You already know what it is. Find me out there. Come see me. You know what I'm saying I'm in these SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, YouTube Music, Google Podcasts, Purple Podcast Players for the Apple users, Spotify, YouTube streets. Okay. Make sure y'all come see the kid. Um, then in addition, well, no, I think that's pretty much it. Oh yeah. Don't forget about the kick that lyric. going to be reposting that real soon as well. So make sure y'all check that out as well. But right now y'all just kicked it with the kid. Y'all kicked it with the boy. Y'all kicked it with me. You know what I'm saying? Young smooth boy. That's me. That's me. Y'all kicked it with me. And I'm so excited. Now, don't you feel better about it? I know you do. All right, y'all. I will see y'all when I see y'all. It'll be next week. I ain't going to say hands down you. I ain't going to hold you. It'll be next week. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.